This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ. IowaCatholicRadio.com, and now broadcasting on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. So if you've ever heard me speak or listen to my morning radio show on Iowa Catholic Radio, you know of my devotion to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. It's rather recent, some three years old for me, but continues to deepen over the years. To be honest, I don't remember what prompted this devotion. I really don't, but it's grown and I've learned more about these souls, what prayer does for them and the help they give to me. And what better way to grow in our knowledge of the Holy Souls than to bring on the one and only, they call her the Purgatory Lady, author and speaker Susan Tassoni. Hi, Susan. John, happy Advent graces to you on the, on the last run toward Christmas. I, I am so excited. I've been thinking about this all weekend, this interview <laughs> with you, because you, you, you just do incredible work. I, I got to ask you, I want to dive right in. Who yes. are the Holy Souls in Purgatory? Who are they? Oh, John, that's a great question, because we tend to think of some group out there, some third party that we can't get our arms around. And, John, they're the people that are right in our own circle. They're the people, our dentists, the doctors, the lawyers, the nuns, the priests, the cardinals, all those that were entwined in the fabric of our lives, John, that got it taken home. Our nieces, our nephews, our grandparents, that's who they are. They're the people that have been in our lives. So that's who we're praying for, and that's who we want to get home for Christmas. What's their primary pain? The primary pain, John, is, um, is the loss of the sight of God. Hmm. The souls at the hour of death, the soul, you know, um, leaves the body, and it shoots directly toward God because the soul came from God, and it goes back to God like iron to a magnet. So it shoots you know, it shoots to God, and it stands before God, and it's, it's being judged. And really, it's the souls that see, we're given this light, John, at, um, at death. You know, we're, we're the same person we are in light, though uh, we no longer have the use of our body. That returns to the earth. But we receive the light at death to see the plan that God had for us from the beginning. So then we understand how we've chosen to comply with his divine plan. And in light of that truth, we know where we belong, where we fit, and we choose heaven, hell, or purgatory. And so if we, we, um, uh, we so there's no rebellion in purgatory. So if we know we're not ready to be with God, um, we, 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 we pay off our debt, we get purified in purgatory. And so the primary pain, John, is that they saw God. They were with God. They saw the majesty of God. They saw the lovableness of God. They saw the the plan, your whole life plan that God had for you and how you said yes or no. And they want to be with God, and they're unable to. So purgatory is really the loss of that sight, the loss of being with him. And they cry out, God, God, I must be with God. It's just like any loss that we feel. If a child goes away to school or a son or daughter goes into the armed forces or someone dies, we feel this pain, we have this hole, and we want to be with them. So it's the loss of the sight of God that is their primary pain. Susan Tassoni is my guest. Um, where in the in the church's tradition do we find this dogma that has evolved of purgatory it's you know john there's so much um i i it, it, you can you know maccabees uh there there's my book praying with the saints um uh it council of trent council of florence and scripture passages 
that point to purgatory. So it's all there. It's a declared doctrine of the Church. It's been a part of the deposit of the faith since the time of the Apostles, and it's part of the tradition of the Church, and it was... um, you know, clearly taught by the early church councils and the early church fathers. If you go to my Praying with the Saints book, we flesh it out in detail. What do our prayers do for them? Oh, John, um, um, our prayers are, in fact, you know, we've been given, for whatever reasons, John, we've been given the grace, we've been given the power, we've been given the privilege to release them. No one can do that. God has given that to us. And what our prayers do is release them and relieve them of their pain. And the primary, primary, number one devotion to help the souls out of purgatory, and remember, we're talking about our loved ones and our relatives and our friends, is the Mass. Mm. It's the highest form of worship. It's the highest act of prayer. The, the, the Mass relieves and releases them. It's the body and blood of Jesus. That's what they need, John. So, you know, during Christmas or any time you go to Mass, Offer your mass for them. Offer your indulgence for them. Offer your communion for them. And if you've noticed, John, almost every mass intention are either for the living or the deceased. Right. So, you know, it's already part of the mass. They're already part of the mass. So people don't realize that they can offer their, that intention um, for their loved ones. Then there is this, John, and I'll be going to my grave with this. I've been on EWTN like 35 times. They even remind me now, Gregorian Masses. Put them in your will, Gregorian Masses. There are 30 Masses in a row, for, they're consecutively said, for one to see soul. They were popularized by Pope St. Gregory the Great. And what happened was he, um, you know, he, was a, he, he ran a monastery. He was a, a Benedictine monk, and one of the monks named Justice died. So he ordered 30 Masses to be said for the soul of Justice. And so after the 30th Mass, um, Justice appeared to his blood brother, Copiosis, and, and he told his blood brother, and the reason he appeared to his blood brother was because his blood brother was a doctor, and he took care of him during his final death. And so he appeared to, uh, to Copiosis and said that he was released from purgatory. And so he, Copiosis ran to the monastery, told the, uh, you know, the brothers, and uh, Pope St. Gregory already knew because um, a, a justice appeared to him as well, that he was released from purgatory at the 30th Mass. Now, two questions, John. Why 30 Masses? Hmm. Why not 60? Why not 100? 30 Masses brings, uh, uh, Pope St. Gregory was bringing back the tradition of being mourned for, for 30 days. Isaac, Aaron, Jacob were mourned for 30 days. So he was bringing that tradition back to have 30 Masses offered uh, for the soul. And you could put the this second, in your will. Pardon me? You could put this in your will. You put them in your will, and I can even tell you who to, you can direct them to the pious union of St. Joseph. They're one of the most reliable, um, solid um, uh, uh, organizations that are dedicated, is dedicated to St. Joseph and the dying, that can get these offered. They can only be offered, John, in uh, mission countries, because the, the requirement is to be said, the masses are to be said consecutively. Wow. If they skip, they have to start all, all over again. The wow. priest does. They're very serious. The priest is held accountable for them. So mission countries are able to do them because our mass intention booklets are full. Books are full here in the United States. And priests don't have time to be able to do that because of the responsibilities of the mass intentions in their own parish. So we send them out to, to mission countries. And the Pious Union, it's the Gwinellian order uh, that we recommend on EW Chan and I recommend as well. And so to answer, finish your question, um, 
uh, I just well, I want to just make this point. You know, it does. Is it guaranteed that a soul is released from purgatory after the 30th mass? The answer is no. The church just falls short of that and really is pointing to the efficacy of the Mass, John, and how powerful they are and how important it is to have Masses offered for your loved ones. So Christmas, John, is when most souls are released out of purgatory, not all Souls Day. Yeah. Uh, St. Saint, uh, Saint Teresa of Avila, um, uh, St. Alphonsus Liguori um, uh, confirmed this, and some other apparitions, approved and unapproved, confirmed the same thing. I was going to ask so you about we that, We really too. want to be able to offer our Masses for them on Christmas Day. We want to get them home for Christmas. Make their desire your desire. You know, what do you want for Christmas? Do you want to be home with your family? They want to be home with God. Hmm. They want to be home in paradise. They want to be with Jesus. How did you become so passionate about the Holy Souls in Purgatory? Well, it wasn't in my job description. Where did this start? John. Where did it start? John, I, I tell you, I was minding my own business. I, I was, I was actually I was a high school teacher. I taught theology for a couple of years after I left college, and um, and then I went into the business world. And um, John, it, it, you know, it, it, um, somebody handed me a booklet. I had gone to a Marian shrine. And, and, uh, and, and actually had a healing at this shrine. I was injured by, uh, uh, by a cab in downtown Chicago and almost got killed. So I go to the shrine, come back, and somebody hands me this book, little tiny booklet about the souls in purgatory. And I'm sitting here reading the book, and I was very moved by the fact that, um, that they needed our help and that, that you, you, you know, they will repay you 10,000 times, and you have all these great friends. And I thought, and they suffered. And I felt their suffering, and I thought, well, I could help them. You know, at that point, I was, you know, I, I got involved in fundraising. I thought, maybe I could just get some masses offered. And so I did. I got um, masses offered, and it grew and grew. And this was during, while well, I was working full-time in the corporate world. And, um, and it, it, it wouldn't go away, John. <laughs> yeah, it got so big, I ended up with Cardinal George, because on the weekends I would be talking about the souls, and, and then on the weekdays I'd be working. You know, I think it's like dating, John. You get to know somebody, you share your coffee, then you start sharing your cream, sure. and then you, start get to, then you become committed, and, and they just become a part of you. And it grew very slow. God's smart with me. You know, he goes very slow, and he doesn't tell me what's ahead. Um, and, and it just, I just got... I, I I don't know what it, that's how it started actually, and then it just becomes it just they just touch my heart because it's they're people and they're people that we love and they're in pain uh, and and I and I want to help them and I want us to help our loved ones and I know many out there have had experiences of their loved ones coming back you know either wanting help or being happy or wondering where they are and um, and and this just fills you know answers those questions that give structure to the understanding of purgatory what we do in the books we write. And so it's just it just has not stopped, John, and it's been like 20 years. Yeah, I, I've mentioned this before in my book, Your God is Too Boring, and that is that, you know, when gold is taken out from the ground, it's taken out as ore, and there's just a lot of basically gunk that surrounds it. And the only thing that allows the gold to be freed for it to be gold is fire, right? It burns that stuff away. And, and this is really, I want my listeners just to pull back and, and hear us when we say this is primarily, first and foremost, a gift purgatory is that God has given us because none of us die finished projects that what we all deserve is hell we, we just do we've turned away from God but what mm -hmm. God gives us is the ability to say hey I, let, let's burn away some of that sin that gunk if you're repentant and and then you can be with me in paradise because nothing that sh anything short of perfection can stand in front of God absolutely correct John a plus good I'm glad purgatory Thank you. exists because 
because of God's unfathomable love hmm. and because of his incomprehensible holiness and his supreme mercy. mercy. So purgatory is the masterpiece of God's mercy. You know, John, God loves us more than anybody else, and he loves us more than anybody can. And it's his love that cleanses and purifies us to be able to stand before his presence. He's a God of unspeakable purity. And because of our sin and our selfishness, we need purification and healing. So it's the heavenly beauty of God that ravishes these souls, and they won't go before him with the least stain. In fact, Catherine of Genoa, She's the apostle of purgatory. She says that even if a soul were to appear in the presence of God with with 10 minutes of purgation still do, it would consider itself grievously injured. And its suffering would be worse than any 10 10 purgatories because it it couldn't endure the justice and pure goodness of God. So the souls willingly hurl themselves into this cleansing purification so they're able to see God. You know, it's a place of restoration, John. It's a place where imperfections and our faults are purified. That, and so, so we can reflect that radiant image of God. So it's a loving purgatory, and it's a healing purgatory, and it's a beautiful sign of God's love. Um, you, know, you know, this word punishment, see, I keep saying purification because that's what it is. Note this, John, it's not a purgatory of punishment. The, wor- the work of purgatory can only be called punishment only in the sense that it will be spiritually and psychologically demanding as as the acquisitions of any virtue are. And we're called to, to, you know, to live out the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. And if these, I call them soul virtues, um, were not lived out, then you know, we're going to find ourselves in a precarious position and, and end up in purgatory because be de- it's going to be deficient in us. So with God's help, he's going to be able to purge the remnants of this selfishness from the soul's heart. Can we so, avoid it? Can we avoid purgatory? Yes, 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 yes. We can avoid purgatory. Well, given the grace to avoid purgatory, God doesn't want us to go to purgatory, although out of his gracious love and mercy, he has it to get us ready to stand before him. Um, how do you avoid it? Um, the sacraments, John. You know, confession, adoration, the rosary, mass. Penance, sacrifice, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, so people can live purgatory here on earth. I've heard of you know people that have offered their, their cancer sufferings. I mean, Absolutely, things like this as John. their purgatory. Yes. Hmm. Ab- we, it, it, cancer and, John, you know, our frustrations, hmm. our disappointments, our hurts, all that sanctifies us to avoid purgatory. Guess the number one way to avoid purgatory is, John. I want to know. The number one way, and it's in all the books, all my books, saints books. I've been doing this for 20 years, Mother Angelica. Doing the will of God in the present moment. Wow. That's how you avoid purgatory. Okay? I like that. Um, and, and remember this again. You know, um, punishment is the wrong way to look at purgatory because God's not trying to get even with people. He's not trying to lower the boom. It's not a chamber of horrors. It's out of his love and mercy. He's trying to prepare his unprepared children for the joys of heaven. Lower the boom. You must be a football fan. I like um, that. That's a nice there. terminology. There you go. Um, okay, Susan Tassoni is my guest. I, I I wish I had countless amounts of minutes with you, but I just don't. I, I got a couple more questions for you. This one very important. Are there are there levels? Do we know if there's levels in purgatory? Yeah. Um, uh, yes, John. Um, I I have read uh, among the saints and all the great writings that there are and uh, some that are closest to hell. I guess uh, in it has to do with the the kinds of sins. 
and some that are closest to heaven where they don't feel the intense pain, only the desire, the desire to be with God. Mm. Um, so that's, that's, that's what I've read. Yes, there are, and that's kind of what the, you know, the, the closest and the lowest um, are, what they, what, what they experience. How do we pray for them? What do oh, we say? John, number one, number one uh, most foremost, most powerful is the Mass. Offer your Mass, have Masses offered, put Gregorian Masses in your will. Pius Union of St. Joseph is, is great for handling Gregorian Masses. Um, then alongside the Mass, alongside the Mass, I'm not saying number two, I'm saying alongside parallel to the Mass is the Rosary, John, mm. the weapon. Why the Rosary? Because of the indulgences that are attached to them. We have a scriptural Rosary for the Holy Souls in Purgatory with every purgatory passage in reference in the book. And um, I learned something about the Rosary, John. During the Protestant Revolt in the 16th century and the French Revolution in the 19th century, when a priest was not available, a prayer service took place, uh, took the place of the Mass. So the offertory and the canon and Holy Communion were omitted. So the Catholics were advised to say the Rosary and Mass prayers at home. And as a result, the Rosary became known as the Dry Mass. Wow. So the Mass, uh, the Rosary, alongside the Rosary, the Way of the Cross is extremely powerful for the souls, again, because of the indulgences that are attached to them, Eucharistic Adoration, Divine Mercy Chaplet. You mentioned Christmas is the number one time most souls are released from purgatory. That's happening this Sunday. Yes! This Sunday. I mean, what what are you doing? you got to be pumped for this day. Uh, you, uh, I, John, what I do you do? To... What does Susan Tassoni, the purgatory lady, do on Christmas Day for these souls? I get to the earliest mass possible. First of all, I watch the the mass from the Pope, the Pope's mass that we that that's aired live, yeah. knowing that that first mass is kicking them home because so it starts in, it starts with Rome. So Gave I'm watching. Goosebumps. I'm watching that, and then I go to the first mass possible. You know, mass at dawn. Um, I don't go to midnight mass because it's it's just too cold in Chicago. Yeah. But I I'm there. They get they get they get this every day, John. They get my mass. They get my communion. They get my indulgence. They get my rosary every. They get the holy water every single day. So the holy I, water. What do you mean? Well, holy water um, refreshes them, gives them relief. Um, what so do you holy do? Water, is very powerful. What do you do? You kind of throw so it around. So what you do, John, is and if this is in my book, my thirty. It's actually in a couple books. You you know you you dip your hand in the holy water fount. And I do this every single Mass, every yeah. day I go to Mass, and I just pray by this holy water um, and by your precious blood, wash away my sins, O Lord, and relieve the souls in purgatory. Wow. And then I make the sign of the cross, and I just throw it down toward the floor um, every single day because it's very powerful. I, I got a book coming up in March, John, uh, St. Faustina Perfect for the Conversion of Sinners. And we flesh out the power of holy water. Keep holy water in your home. You should bless your holy your, your home every week with holy holy water. It keeps evil away. Saint, uh, what a blessed is he? Blessed Solanus Casey. No, he's a servant of God. Solanus Casey. And he great book. He has a great book. He, again, confirms how powerful holy water is and how to use it. How to use it. It remits venial sins. So so holy water. Can you imagine how many souls are praying for you? Not only me, but all of us, John. You too, John. And I'm all talking your about Susan Tassoni here. No, I'm I think a... there's a ton of souls. You're going to be <laughs> a saint, Susan. This is amazing. I, and the reason I say that is, I want more and more listeners start praying for these souls, and they they pray for us. They can't pray for themselves, oh, yes. John. But the they one pray thing they for can us. do, yes, they intercede for you, and John, they look out for you, especially their family members. They they pray intensely for the salvation of their loved ones. They inspire the Holy Spirit to inspire us 
to to pray and to avoid sin because they don't want us to go to this workshop of purgatory. So they pray for our salvation. They pray to the Holy Spirit to inspire us to avoid sin and understand the malice of sin, and they intercede. They're, now check this out, John. Their gratitude is in proportion to their joy. So the joy is that you gave them paradise, you gave them the beatific vision, you gave them life everlasting, and their gratitude is in proportion to that, which is huge. And they become your intercessors all the days of your life until you're safely home in heaven. They prostrate themselves before the throne of God, and they pray for you nonstop until you're safely home in heaven. They're extremely powerful, John. In fact, Catechism 958, the line, it's in my books. The more you pray for them, the more powerful their intercession is for you. Quickly, how do people get your books? You can go to Amazon.com. Um, they're, they're all there. You can, you can support your Catholic bookstores. You can support EWTN. Um, they're, they're extremely popular. In fact, Day by Day for the Holy Souls is a great gift to give to people because people start in January and takes you through the whole, the whole year. We just came out with St. Faustina Prayer Book for the Conversion of Sinners. St. Faustina is the most Googled saint on the Internet, John. Did you know that? No, I did not know um, that. And we cleaned out all her writings on purgatory, what they said to her, what they wanted, which is exactly what we talked about. They wanted masses, and, and they told her how to avoid purgatory, and what made them happy was for them doing the will of God and for us doing the will of God. I'm buying your book right now. <laughs> Susan John, Tassoni. we'll send you one for Christmas. T-A-S-S-O-N-E, Tassoni. Guys, check this lady out. She's doing incredible work, and and. I'll tell you what, it's inspiring. Uh, Susan, God bless you. You can go to SusanDesoni.com, is that right? Yes, John, yes. As well, and your website's beautiful. Let's get them home for Christmas, John. Let's, get Let's home empty for purgatory. So there you go, friends. The holy souls in purgatory, the church suffering. If you haven't taken them into your life, I invite you to do that now. Ask for their help, ask for their protection, and pray for them as often as you think of them. Even a simple prayer, friends. Eternal rest prayer, John, is super prayer for them. Ah, good stuff good stuff. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter, inviting your friends to take part in the show, especially this one today. Visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com. Susan, God bless you. Thank you. Merry Christmas, John, and Merry Christmas to, to all your listeners. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. I'm John Linetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.